sable chaud de la piste, je me promène en rêvant. Je pense à tout fort, mais suis triste. Tout est loin maintenant. Lentement le soir descend, la nuit s'installe. Là-haut, firmament s'allume les étoiles. Le ciel noircit.
lentement la nuit s'installe. Doucement le soir descend. Le ciel noircit.
call that music. I don't, I don't know. Like for uh, the purposes here on In My Room Radio, that is the outer limits of the outer limits. But what does the author, Mr. Johnny Halifax, what does he consider the music of Johnny Halifax and the Howling Truth to be? I don't know, but we heard a track from Fever Rising called The Sloth. I had never heard Johnny Halifax prior to a couple of weeks ago, and I was introduced to his music, and I kept thinking, what is it about that music that sounds so familiar? So I kept digging into it, because I was, it's like, like if you eat something, and you're trying to figure out, what is that taste? So you keep eating it, and you're, oh, it's coriander. I never would have thought of coriander. And in that regard, I think chrome is the uh, coriander in the mix of Johnny Halifax and the Howling Truth. Uh, chrome, if you don't remember, was a band from the late 1970s, a little bit dirtier than uh, Johnny Halifax and the Howling Truth, a little bit uh, noisier, somewhat odder, but it's in there, like your uh, coriander is hiding in the mix or at least that's what I believe this cub reporter believes that chrome might have had an influence on Johnny Halifax before Johnny Halifax we heard music from Jacques Baracal and David Finesh and Vincent Eple uh, they've done a bunch of collaborations this is from collaboration number four which is called Transcodex, and we heard a song called Das Lieben. Now this is one of those, it's a small world in the outer limits of the outer limits things, is that a couple of weeks ago, I played music that I had never heard before from 40 years ago by um, a group called Catalog, a Belgian group called Catalog. Well, Jacques Baracal was a member of Catalog. I didn't know that, I didn't know any of that, but as I dig deeper into the music of the people that I love, I find these odd little connections, and I'm always excited about it, because that is just the kind of DJ that I am. And we began in my room tonight with music from Bomus Prendon, off the new Bomus Prendon, which you can find on Bandcamp. It is called After Dark. That's not the name of the release, that is the name of the song. We began with tonight music from Bomus Brendan. Yeah, so I was told by the members of Bomus Brendan that instead of being an unofficial member of the group, that as far as the group is concerned, I am in fact a member of Bomus Brendan. So probably I should not play a group that I am this intimately involved with on my own radio show. But what the hell? You know, it's like low-power FM public radio. I'm going to do it anyway. I don't actually play anything in the band. I am not a uh, musician in the group. I am the uh, dismantler and the rebuilder of the sound of Bomus Prendon. And apparently, I've earned a position on the inside now that I've done that. I gotta wonder, is this even a good idea? 
do I have more autonomy outside of the group than I could ever have inside? Well, I suppose we're about to find out. So how you guys doing? My name is Mike. This is my show. It's called In My Room Radio. So I had a weird week because I was telling you last week that I had an MRI, which is something I had never heard. The whole business of having an MRI uh, made me terribly nervous. But once it was over, I was like, okay, well now I can find out there's nothing wrong and we can move on. So I got a call the next day from the doctor and he says, hey, great news, it's, uh, it's not cancer. Well, that surprised me because I didn't know the cancer was even considered one of the possibilities. But okay, that's good news. It's not cancer. He said, you've got a lesion in your inner auditory canal. So I looked it up while he was talking to me. A lesion in uh, doctor speak is in fact a tumor. I have a tumor in my head. I was a little surprised by that. Now, reasonably, you might say, well, that explains a lot. And it might, yeah. It might explain a lot. But I don't know what we're going to do about it. I have a, an appointment with a, a specialist to find out what does is, what is an old DJ do when he's got a P-shaped and sized tumor in his inner auditory canal. Uh, certainly, surgery is one of the possibilities. But we'll find out. I don't know. I'm going to find out. And uh, and uh, what will that mean to to me? I don't know that either. But I, uh, I'm going to deal with it. Because what else can I do? I'm going to deal. Just like you deal with the surprises that come up in your life. So speaking of you, uh, Mr. Cat, Mrs. Kitten... You boys and girls, you non-binary human beings that are kind enough to listen to me, uh, thanks for coming back and joining me here because as of right now, you are in my room.
may be the brain tumor talking, but I think this is a pretty good show. I can feel it. You know, maybe, I hadn't thought about that before, maybe the brain tumor is uh, another me trying to get out. It's growing from the inside of my head like a baby. Instead of being uh, in my womb, it's in my head. And it is dying to get out. Maybe. Uh, that is music from uh, Ben Vita and Leah Bertucci from a new release called I Am the Size of What I See. Apparently, that is a famous quote, uh, which I have never heard before, from a poem by Fernando Pessoa. From my village, I see as much of the universe as can be seen from the earth. And so my village is as large as my town, for I am the size of what I see and not the size of my height. In the cities, life is smaller than here in the house on the top of the hill. The big buildings of cities lock up the view. They hide the horizon, pulling our gaze away from the open sky. They make us small, for they take away all the vastness our eyes can see, and they make us poor, for our only wealth is seeing, that is, uh, Fernando Pessoa. Before that, music from Oren Ambarji from the Amulet release, and a uh, song called One. The duo of Antiloper before that from Pink Dolphins, we heard a song called Inia. John Weiss before that, I was talking about John Weiss last week. That is a collaboration between John Weiss and Yellow Swans uh, from the Portable Dunes release, a song called Lost in the Blood. David Finesh and Jacques Barakal. I was talking about them. They, uh, they were back in the beginning of the show from Transcodex. Well, we heard more music from them. Uh, oh, also from Transcodex. I guess I played them before the break and after the break and I didn't even realize it. We heard a, a track called Ghost Song which sounds an awful lot like Public Image Limited. The uh, guitar playing of Keith Levine and the caterwauling of Mr. Uh, Johnny Rotten. Not all that dissimilar from the music heard there on Ghost Song. And we also, back in the previous break, I was talking over music by Valentina Magalete. She has a really delightful new release out on Bandcamp called A Queer Anthology of Drums. And uh, we heard a song called Body in the Room. Hey, Mom, there's a body in the room. I think it came out of Mike's head. That's possible, right? That is possible. I don't know what is going on in my head. I don't think anybody ever really knows what is going on inside their body until somebody that's got a degree tells them. So I, I've tried to treat my post uh, knowledge 
days in the same way that I did my pre-knowledge days. I did not know that I had something in my head other than my brain prior to, say, a week ago. So now I know that there's something else. There could be any number of other things. There could be earrings and uh, the, the, uh, the caps off of pins or nickels or gravel, fingernails. Who knows what's going on inside of that head? But they weren't looking for that. I guess when I went in there and I told them, listen, I'm having some problems with balance and my tinnitus is going berserk, they said, oh, okay. Uh, there's there's a name for what I've got. It's called acoustic neuroma. Acoustic neuroma. That's what's going on in my head. Uh, it's fairly rare. You would expect that from the guy that hosts the show that traverses the outer limits of the outer limits. So he would have something absolutely bizarre. Well, congratulations, Mr. Edwards. That's what you've got. So you listening... You, no matter where you're listening, you listening in Harpswell, Maine on WHPW or WPVM in Asheville, North Carolina or WERA in Arlington, Virginia, WBDY, Binghamton, New York, KEUL, Girdwood, Alaska, WESU in Middletown, Connecticut, WSLR in Sarasota, Florida, WGXC in Hudson, New York, KZGM, Kabul, Missouri, CJUM, Winnipeg, Manitoba, W-O-O-L in Bellas Falls, Vermont. If you're listening in any of those places, thanks for being here for hour number one of In My Room Radio. Also, uh, community. What's it called? Community Radio. Uh, I'm on there, too. So, thanks for being here. Uh, Hour number two is coming up. Stick around. More In My Room after this.
States and the Soviet Union holds hostage all the citizens of the earth. Each side persistently proves the limits of the other's tolerance, like the Cuban Missile Crisis, testing of anti-satellite weapons, the Vietnam and Afghanistan wars. The hostile military establishments are locked in some ghastly mutual embrace. Each needs the other. But the balance of terror is a delicate balance. Very little margin for miscalculation. And the world impoverishes itself by spending 
a trillion dollars a year on preparations for war and by employing perhaps half the scientists and high technologists on the planet in military endeavors. How would we explain all this to a dispassionate extraterrestrial observer? What account would we give of our stewardship of the planet Earth? We have heard the rationales offered by the superpowers. We know who speaks for the nations. But who speaks for the human species? Who speaks for the Earth? 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 Who speaks for the From an extraterrestrial perspective, our global civilization is clearly on the edge of failure. The most important task it faces, preserving the lives, well-being, of its citizens and the future habitability of the planet. means to prevent nuclear war? Shouldn't we consider in every nation major changes in the traditional ways of doing things, a fundamental restructuring of economic, political, social, and religious institutions? We've reached a point where there can be no more special interests or special cases. Nuclear arms threaten every person on the earth. Fundamental changes in society are sometimes labeled impractical or contrary to human nature, as if nuclear war were practical, or as if there were only one human nature. Fundamental changes can clearly be made. We're surrounded by them. In the last two centuries, abject slavery, which was with us for thousands of years, has almost entirely been eliminated in a stirring worldwide revolution. Women systematically mistreated for millennia are gradually gaining the political and economic power traditionally denied. And some wars of aggression have recently been stopped, curtailed, because of a revulsion felt for people in the aggressor nations. The old appeals to racial, sexual, religious chauvinism and to rabid nationalist fervor are beginning not to work. A new consciousness is developing which sees the Earth as a single organism and recognizes that an organism at war with itself is doomed. We are one planet. Yeah, we're one planet. Wouldn't it be great if we could all come to an agreement about that? Instead of these endless, trifling wars over nonsense, we could come to grips with the fact that we are guests on planet Earth. You know, I was talking to a guy the other day, a guy that I do business with, and we were talking about related things. We were talking about war and uh, the pointlessness of war and how often, with rare exception, like maybe World War II, does anything come out of a war that is notable to the society that goes and fights. 
Normally, it's just a bunch of people that have perished or been maimed by uh, these crazy efforts. But anyway, he and I, are, we're having a great talk. I'm really enjoying it. And uh, there's a pause in the conversation, and he goes, you know what the problem is? It's the Jews. And I was like, oh, really? I don't think you're right about that. You know, I shared that I really think the problem is tribalism and nationalism and things of that nature. But no, according to this guy, who seconds earlier seemed like a totally reasonable individual, that's not the problem. I was I was taken aback. It did sort of, it was it was a turd in the proverbial punch bowl of the conversation. It was like, okay, well, been great talking to you. See you soon. I'm out of here. Uh, before, no, not before. That was music by Moon Hooch. Moon Hooch, I had never heard before. My nephew actually turned me on to Moon Hooch. So, Seth, hey, thanks. Uh, that is One Planet from the One Planet release. I believe uh, that was Carl Sagan doing the talking during that track. Michael Roter before that. And uh, a new collaborator that he's working with. Her name, I'm trying to remember her name. Her name is Vittorio Macabruni from the For the Birds release and a song called Fly Away, parenthetically, with songs. I saw Michael Rotor on stage with Iggy Pop recently doing a noise song, and the band sounded great. Michael Rotor sounded awesome. It was a song Hero, a Klaus Dinger song. But Iggy, I just, I just don't know. I love Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop, you know, along with uh, David Bowie and David Johansson, and uh, Mark Bolin and a few other people really uh, changed the way I thought about music, uh, changed the way I thought about stardom, and uh, it just had a huge influence on me. But Iggy is just so old now. I mean, I'm old too, but like performing shirtless and just yelling obscenities at the audience seems to be the order of the day. So with this beautiful, distinguished, awesome museum piece of a song, and then Iggy is just shouting obscenities at the audience and sort of semi-leaping around, I don't think it was his greatest moment. It's a good, it's good example of why performers hate when people are filming them and they're not really prepared in their head for the fact that, okay, somebody is filming me. Let me put my uh, best face forward. This was something else. Maybe Iggy would have done that anyway, but it was not so great. Museum of No Art did a song from One Night at the Pool called Line Has Two Sides. Valentina Magalete from a queer anthology of drums. I talked over a piece in hour number one, and that seemed really wrong. So uh, we heard a song called The Other Side of Everything off that release. Mystery tapes, etc. Before that, Mr. John Oswald in what is purported to be 
a uh, archival recording. If you go and pick up this release, it's called GX, where there's something called GX3. You get all this paperwork to show you that this was archival music recorded 40 some odd years ago. But I just think it is a fabulous ruse. I totally enjoy it. I'm just not buying it. But you should buy it. Go to Bandcamp, Mystery Tape, etc. And we began with music from a uh, collaboration, or not a collaboration, but a collection called Greetings from Jerusalem, a song by Shaul Cohn called Canon. Itai turned me on to that. It turned out that Itai, in addition to being a listener to In My Room Radio, is also a guy that runs a record label called Rosh, I think it's Rosh, R-A-A-S-H Records. Apparently, Rosh is noise in Hebrew. So, hey, Hebraic people, bring the noise. Come on, Rosh with me. (laughs) Thanks for being here for hour number two of In My Room. We got more to go. We're not done yet. Uh, this is music by O-O-I-O-O on this show known as O-I-O out of Japan off the gold and green release. This is called Moss Trumpeter.
All right, so you hear that sound. It's uh, it's coming on. Here, let me turn it on. When I was talking earlier about tinnitus, that I have tinnitus, and tinnitus essentially is what made me go to the doctor, this is what it sounds like. It is a tone, and uh, sometimes the tone changes. You know, it goes, ooh, it goes like that, and the, the tone will jump around a little bit. And uh, one night, uh, I don't know, it was like two months ago, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I thought the smoke alarm was going off. So I'm going around the house, I'm like, where is that? And I uh, cupped my hands over my ears, and I realized, oh, that's in my head. That is a problem. That has got to be unusual. I've had tinnitus for a long time. Um, you know, rock and roll and punk rock and all that, and headphones, all that blew out uh, part of my hearing. And apparently, when you lose hearing, your brain fills in the, uh, the uh, bandwidth with noise. Uh, people get different kinds of noise, but I get this kind of noise. This is music, by the way. This is not an example of what it's like to lose your hearing. This is new music by Andrew Bernstein from the a presentation release. This track is called Sounding Against the Static Tone. But yeah, so anyway, that's what I've got going on in my head. We heard music from Mary Lattimore right before Andrew Bernstein. Uh, Mary Lattimore, uh, her new release called West Kensington with Paul Sukina and the $100 hoagie. I don't really know Mary Lattimore's story, but I would be willing to bet she is either from Pennsylvania or Ohio because hoagie talk to me is Pennsylvania or Ohio talk. Now, I live in Virginia, and in Virginia, in northern Virginia, up near D.C., which is where I live, people come from uh, West Virginia and Ohio and Pennsylvania and upstate New York and places like that to come here to work because we always have work endlessly. No matter what is going on in the world, there's always work in uh, government or in data centers. We have a lot of both, a lot of government, a lot of data centers. But I'm that, so I got an attitude about all these people from these other communities because they come here. And they, you know, they talk about our sports teams and say they stink and that we're terrible drivers and that we don't know how to live and they've got it all figured out. And it's like, well, then go home if everything is so great in Ohio. There's I-95. Go home. But that's just me. That's a personal problem. That is a, a, a defect in my character. We heard music from Dome, one of the most important duos, one of the most important groups that I ever listened to for me, for my own personal de development. From Dome 1, we heard Cruel When Complete. And I say that because throughout the times of punk rock, many people took up instrument and said, I can do this. Now, I tried. I tried to play drums in a punk band because I was a drummer. I, I actually knew how to play the drums. 
I just couldn't figure out how to play punk rock drums. And I tried to be a singer. I actually had a little combo in my hometown of Woodbridge, Virginia, but we never got out of the garage because they wanted to play Bad Company and I wanted to play the Ramones. But anyway, I couldn't get a handle on punk rock, but when I heard Dome uh, making the beautiful noise that they made, uh, that was Edward Graham Lewis and Bruce Gilbert, I thought I can do that. And I think hundreds, if not thousands, of people around the world thought, I can do that. And they started doing it. Now, it turns out that all of us were wrong. But at least it got us off of our keisters and got us making music, making a new kind of music that was super exciting. Before Dome, we heard music from the pale-faced family on the hill. I, I never heard them before. I may never hear them again, but I heard that song in a playlist, and I liked it a lot. It was called Slime Light Bends One. O-O-I-O-O from Golden Green. Golden Green. Golden Green did uh, Moss Trumpeter. And back in the previous break, I was talking over music by Tetsu Inui, a song called Background Story. You know, there's always more to the story. Got to get the background. Yeah, so you may be saying, am I going to leave you with these frightening tones? Uh, Yes and no. Yes and no. Show's almost over. But uh, thank you for being here, Ford. If you would like to hear it again in its entirety, that would be great. Go to In My Room radio at gmail.com no that's wrong in my room.podbean.com if you'd like to drop me an email it is in my room radio at gmail.com so i love you guys and i will see you soon next week presumably with more in my room but until then bye